son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. blanket beneath us there was a blanket quite seductive well a dog (laughs) it's actually right here yeah full of humps maybe about 60 my lady humps (laughs) well he's he's a boy so they were man humps they were man humps i'm dog sitting (laughs) right now in los angeles for my friend nikita who's getting married Rolly, come up here. Here, do you want to hold this for a second? Yeah, I'm going to show Let off me get the, the baby. Uh, inappropriate humper, the perpetrator of the humping. The humpetrator. Rolly doesn't want to come. Oh, maybe he oh, does. <laughs> the baby. Here's the baby. The baby's ready to hump. Oh, this is Rolly. Hi, Rolly. Say hello. <laughs> There's a lot of excitement. So much excitement. Oh, already. There's a small amount of pee on my pants. Should I change? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is an eventful morning here at Two Girls, One Ghost. All right. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. I'm Corinne. I'm Sabrina. Oh, thank you. Wait, I really want to do something real quick. Can we put your microphone down? Six slide. What? What's it? Wait, I don't really remember. Okay, so it's slide and then you do one. Two, one, two. Oh, I don't pop in between. And then so side, one, two, two, back, front. And then we do two, two, Two. and he's like, keep. (laughs) I was ready. I was ready. It's Campfire Games over here Uh, in uh, Los Angeles. All right. Hello. Hello. Yes, it is. Hi. I have something I really want to tell you about. Oh, I got nervous. <laughs> what is it? It's not a ghost story. Okay. Actually, I've already told you. So that account on Instagram. The one that you follow and repost? That I know. Well, I like that one too, but the nerd language one. Mm. Language nerds. I'm obsessed with it and I need this to. This is the one I thought you were talking about because yeah, oh. you re- you do repost it oh, and you and then you DM it to me and you say I'm obsessed with this account. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there's two Instagram accounts that I repost. Okay. One. And then the urban, we the urban. Okay. We the urban. The language nerds. If you don't follow it, it is amazing. And you don't even need to love language or be a language nerd to enjoy it. But there's, okay, there was one the other day where it was like phrases that Polish people say that are hilarious when you actually look at what What they mean. They mean. They say, oh, wait, wait, where's the... Did you DM it to me? So this is funny Danish expressions and their meanings. Mm Mm-hmm. And the one that I'm obsessed with and I sent to you is no cow on the ice. Yes. Yes. I like that one. No worries. Everything is No worries. So we're going to start saying no cow on the ice. No cow on the ice. How are you today? No cow Mm. on the ice. No cow on the ice. Great. Yeah. So glad. Just chilling. No cow on the ice. Yeah. 
It's such a good one. It's great. Okay, Um, before we get into ghost stories, I have one thing that we should talk about. What? Have you been following all the buzz about that alien interaction outside of Vegas? So I kind of have, but I would love to have a recap because I don't know as much as you do. Yes, but tell me again what you you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I totally know what you're talking about. Tell me. There was this family. I don't know what to make of it. So basically there was this family outside of Vegas who there was a loud thud in their backyard and they have some, I think like 20, 21, like early 20s sons who were there. They heard this loud thud. They went into their backyard to investigate and in their backyard was quite literally a spacecraft and two beings. And this happened early May. And just now the police have released all the body cam footage and the 911 call. Oh, I haven't seen the body cam footage. <sighs> it is wild. Okay. So, oh, there's so many videos and I've tried How to have you save them and slip them to me. Because I was going to talk to you about it right now. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Body cam footage. Is that what I look up? Yeah. So it's, it's well, that doesn't really show anything. Oh, okay. There's okay, a whole sequence of videos we'll have to watch after. I think I've, I've just outed myself as not knowing anything about okay. this story. <laughs> so basically, they go in the back. There's a spacecraft. They're like walking forward a little bit. And then they start going, whoa, whoa, and stepping back. And there's actual cell phone footage, too, of them like walking out there. And people have upped the exposure to try to see the beings. Here's what the family said. And then I'll say what people are saying when they see the video. Okay. The family has said, and their 20-something-year-old son, who's speaking a lot about it and doing the news press and whatnot, has said that they saw the spacecraft after hearing a loud thud. They go in the back. There are two large beings that are like eight to nine feet tall. They have really large eyes and large mouths. And they're really freaked out. So the son calls the police and the 911 call has been released and he's freaking out. And he's like, I'm not lying. I know it sounds crazy, but like there are... Basically, he was like... they don't look human. I don't think they're human, but they're two beings in the backyard and like send someone. We don't know what to do. The police come and instead of writing them off right away, the person who came, his partner, moments before this 911 call had been seen or or was had taken Common. place, there was a big like blue light that came down and you can see it on the dash cam footage that was released from that person's police car. Basically, his partner saw a giant bright light come and appear to crash into the earth. So he already came into this call being like, I don't know what this is, but I know that these people aren't essentially having like he saw something. His partner did. Was his partner at the scene too? I think they had split up and were doing okay different things like within the same vicinity. Okay. Oh, I so he's yeah. He's taught So basically what the family was saying once the police officer came is that they saw these beings, they like backed up and freaked out. And then they went to go get some sort of tool from their truck. And when they were there, the cousin or another brother started freaking out and pointing. And the tall being was right there behind the truck (gasps) too. And using kind of like the construction trucks and whatnot that were in the yard. So the police officers, they look around the premise. They don't see anything. Why they didn't see anything is because these alien creatures and their spacecraft were were recovered in the time that the family saw this and then hid in their home and made the 911 call. And the that police got be. there. A lot of the neighbors report hearing a really loud thud around the time that the spacecraft had landed. And numerous people who had no idea the 911 call was happening or anything were taking footage with their cell phones above the Vegas Strip of a bunch of basically UFOs, a bunch of lights that were kind of hovering there. And so this team basically came in. Team of UFOs. Okay, so it wasn't... Oh my God, I have chills. So it wasn't the government came in that quickly and like scooped up the 
crushed. Spaceship. I don't think so. It, it was appears other to be aliens, other aliens, the fleet, the fleet. They came, grabbed the aliens. Oh. So by the time the police were there, the the police in in the dash cam footage or the um, body cam footage the, of the one officer who responded, he was like, "I don't know what to do. Like, if you see those things again, act on it. Basically, like, there's nothing we can probably do that you can't do yourself." In response to this, and so they were just all freaked out. Yeah. In the morning, okay, they have drone footage and stuff from the news c- going overhead. There is a big circular <gasps> mark from some craft in the I backyard. And then this is the part that's weird. The news has, of course, twisted some things that the family has experienced and said. And so the son has created his own TikTok and vlogs and whatnot mm-hmm. to basically tell everyone what's going on. And he has a ton of evidence with the 911 call and with everything else coming out, all of the body cam and mm-hmm. dash cam footages and everyone else's cell phone footages that they took either in the backyard or around the Vegas area of the time. It would appear that he's telling the truth. One thing that I found odd is that he said that he thought the beings left some sort of, it appeared that they left some sort of drawing because there were these marks in the cement and it kind of looks, but it's like kind of elementary. Like it looks like <laughs> a tree and like a sun and some grass. And it's like, well, what does this mean? If they did leave this or were they doodling, like waiting for <laughs> someone to like... come pick them up? I don't know. But okay. all of this happened, which is why I sent you that TikTok the other day where the guy was like, I oh. think that aliens have cats because there's no way in hell that a spacecraft from this advanced civilization just goes <laughs> down as often as they do. It's definitely because some cat walked across the and like control panel. The button. Yes. But anyway. Yeah. That's I so don't know. fascinating. I believe it. Of course. Me too. And I also feel like this is because we're conspiracy theorists or at least yeah. I am probably Mine's further in the one. hole than you are. Yeah. But I really do This is, think that this is kind of like the soft launch part of the slow rollout that the government or not even the government, maybe the aliens, aliens are like, all right, like, I, I like to, time to let them know that the aliens and the government made like a deal. And it was like, okay, on June 1st of 2023, yeah. we're going to tell everyone and the government's not holding up their end. So they're like, all right, we'll take matters into our own hands and crash into people's backyards. Yeah. And there's also been, well, thinking about if the government had a deal with the aliens, I can't imagine the government had any input. It seems like you just have to agree with it, whatever the aliens yeah. say. Aliens have We're not very advanced. Control. But there's all these reports coming out, these documents from CIA and all these researchers mm-hmm. that are also have been rolling out. And some of them do insinuate that aliens aren't necessarily beings of outer space, but potentially some sort of dimensional oh. traveler, interdimensional. Well, or like traveler. time, because if we, yeah, I so believe that they're humans from the future. This would have been a great segue into an alien themed encounters, but it is not it's that. Not. But we've done an alien themed encounter. <laughs> we did it very recently. recently. Yeah. Um, this reminds me so much of, and I think I told you this, but I grew up in Branchburg, New Jersey. And right around there is like one of the biggest hot air balloon festivals mm. in the world. That and is so cool. So every, did you ever go in one? Yes. We had like a... Actually in one or like the one where they just have you tethered to a rope and they both, have you go both. up and down. Ooh. But we, every summer they would have this festival. So we would go to the field where all of the hot air mm-hmm. balloons took off and they had like ice cream and it was kind of just like a whole event. And you'd watch them all take off and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then you go back to the neighborhood and we all had, this is like time before cell phones. We all had walkie talkies with like other kids in the neighborhood and you would 
throughout the day, the hot air balloons would like land all around the neighborhood. And so if someone saw like the Energizer bunny crashing on someone's hill, they'd be like radio over like Energizer bunny landing here and everyone would oh run out. Wait, Sabrina, this is so fun. I know. We'd all This feels run, like a dream. We'd run to whoever's like backyard it was and we would see the hot air balloons crash. And this just reminds me of like what once aliens and all of this becomes such common knowledge in our present, it will happen in our lives, lifetimes. I just imagine all of us like, yeah. communicating and yeah. running down the street to find the UFO. That's new crashing. report, new report coming yeah. in. Anyone in the area, it'll be on the citizen app. It'll be oh, like, yeah. <laughs> are you within 500 feet? Go live now. Go, go live. <laughs> That's incredible. There's something missing in our lives now that we don't really have walkie-talkies. Like I understand that the Mm. Apple Watch has it. We have cell phones. But I feel like there's just something, there's something that like lights up in your body and makes you feel like you're on an adventure when you have like the crackling radio. Should we bring them back? I think so. I mean, girls don't ghost themed. They have them. They still exist. Yeah, they do. And I bought one for my survival kit. I also, whenever we went skiing as a family, we would bring them because... Like self service wasn't always great. Mm-hmm. I also I remember that too. Like yeah. definitely getting walkie talkies strapped to my body as a child yeah. in various situations where my parents would be like, "We're on channel, whatever. Do not go away from this yeah. channel." Yep. Anyway, ghost stories. Okay, let's um, begin. I, both of mine are really like scary. Should we start on yours? So should I start with one that yeah, way? Do you so. have one that you can end on that's not as scary? You know. I have one that's odd. I was reacting start. to Leia's fur on your microphone. <laughs> really? I think so. You didn't react to it yesterday. I did. I was did sniffling. You? Oh, sorry. But I'm not sniffling or sneezing when I'm not near the microphone. Okay, well then go go over there. <laughs> Ow! Oh. oh my god! Cracked my cranium. I'm fine. I'm Looked ready. like something magical happened though. If you did that. Oh God, like Spider-Man. It's just like yeah. if you're an idiot and <laughs> slam your head into a side of a cabinet. Do not try this at home, kids. Okay. Actually, don't try this at home either because Ouija boards are not for kids. Oh, well, they're targeted towards them. What is it? Age six yes. and up or something like that? I think even younger than that. <laughs> this is from our listener, Amanda. Okay. Hi, ladies. Love the pod. Been meaning to write in to tell you about my experience with Ouija boards. When I was in ninth grade, 1999 to 2000, my friends Rachel, Sheena, and I were stupid and absolutely enamored by witchcraft. We watched the faves, Practical Magic, The Craft, and the show Charmed. We thought it was so cool to be an evil little shit. (laughs) (laughs) It is though. It makes you feel so different and so powerful. Yeah. I still want to be an evil little shit. We're still waiting for our Hogwarts letters. Wait, what was it you sent me the other day? It was the, it was like all these girls saying they're in their villain era, actually being like innocent, naive. Yeah, like like actually just setting setting boundaries. boundaries. (laughs) And they're like, in my villain era. And it's really just, yeah, you're setting a boundary and having some (laughs) self-worth. Trying, trying. Yes. Sometimes when you start setting boundaries, you think you're being mean, but you're not. That's what I was trying to tell you. You're not the monster. You're just... An evil being normal, <laughs> <laughs> navigating life well. I'm not going to call it my villain era anymore. I'm going to call it my evil little shit era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Amanda says we acquired two Ouija boards. One was regular you'd get from Walmart. However, we got ours from a lawn sale because it's so much creepier that way. It's so much creepier. The second one, 
Was it glow in the dark? Or? Yes. I was just about to ask if it was glow in the dark yes. because I feel like so many of all the Hasbro ones, I feel like half of them are glow in the dark from Toys R Us in the <laughs> 80s and 90s. It was epic. Oh, yeah. This is funny. Okay. The glow in the dark one should have been cooler, but the spirit we talked to on that board said it was an angel and we wanted something a little bit more fun. <laughs> I love that angels Aww. use the glow in the dark boards. I know. <laughs> Maybe because it glows and it's like a beam of light yeah. and they see and they're like, ooh. It's like child. It's calling light. to us. Yeah. yeah. It must be a little kid. Maybe they protect the glow in the dark boards. Um, they're like because they are targeted them. towards younger kids. Yeah. Well, Amanda says, so dumb. <laughs> so we messed around with the demon we bought for 50 cents at a lawn sale for quite some time. We spoke to witchy ancestors that had been killed in witch trials, and their demon friends. They told us that we three were a coven, but we needed to find a fourth sister. They scored out long, intricate poetry and spells that none of our teeny bobber minds could ever come up with. Oh, that's actually very creepy. But also kind of cool. In a, like, if I was They literally observing. watched the craft and they're still thing And practical. There's so many messages of, like, how dangerous this could yeah. be. And they're ignoring all... Yeah. Well, okay. This is so funny. The next sentence says we felt special because I mean, if after seeing those movies, like, yeah, you do want to be a witch. You want that. So I get it. We felt special and invincible, like a bunch of dipshits. (laughs) Then one night things went horribly wrong. Rachel and Tina were over at my house and we were playing with the board and plotting to put a string with 13 knots in some place of our enemy's house, which at that time was whoever pissed us off that week. It was evening after dinner and my parents were out for coffee, which they did every evening. That's so cute. (laughs) Evening coffee. That is really sweet. I don't remember now when and how things went ass over tea kettle. (laughs) Wait, what is it? Throw the cow? No cow on the ice. No cow on the ice and ass over tea kettle. I feel like, (laughs) okay, how are you? I'm ass over tea kettle. That's bad. That's bad. But good is no cow on the ice. No cow on the ice. Okay. No cow on the ice. How I'm are gonna you today. Which I'm gonna write these. I'm. I think I'm no cow on the ice. Okay. Despite I, getting pee on my pants, and <laughs> I just want to be ass over tea kettle because <laughs> <laughs> I like how it sounds. Okay. Uh, in your crazy little shit era, <laughs> ass over tea kettle. Crazy little shit era, and I'm ass over tea kettle. <laughs> Amanda, you have inspired oh, my life. Oh wow. We're gonna okay. copy you. You're so cool. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when things went ass over tea kettle, but (laughs) Rachel was suddenly violently ill and thrashing around on the bed. We thought she was trying to scare us, so we just yelled at her to cut the shit, but she went limp. The dead weight and the way she felt back felt wrong, but I still wasn't ready to fall for her bullshit. We poked and prodded at her and realized she was burning hot. We started to get freaked out and tried to get her to stand up, thinking we could snap her out of it. But she just dropped to the floor like a stack of rocks. My parents were old enough to be grandparents and had the heat up to 78 degrees, which meant upstairs was close to 100 degrees. (laughs) Our number one goal was to get her to a cooler area of the house. We had to carry her by arms and legs down the 17 stairs and threw her onto the couch. I got a thermometer and cold rags to put on her head. The thermometer read something crazy like 103 degrees. We were getting so scared and went to the kitchen to talk about what we should do. While we were talking, we heard faint speaking. We went back to the living room and saw Rachel was sitting up, smiling, looking like the picture of health, petting one of our cats, who, side note, I think was a demon himself because he hated everyone. But all of a sudden, Rachel was perfectly fine. 
Her skin felt normal again. And we told her what happened and she really didn't believe us. We made it back upstairs with no evidence trail to show we had been summoning demons in our spare time and may have gotten more than we bargained for. Soon my parents came home and Rachel and Gina got picked up. It is at this time, I'll mention, we had notebooks that we wrote in and passed around to each other so we could communicate incognito throughout the school day. I used to do that too. That's so fun. Um, You were just such a kid of your time. I feel like you did all of the things. I'm a stereotype? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're the perfect example. Yeah, a 90s kid. You checked everything off of the 90s kid list. Oh, and I used a whole lot of gel pens. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you get the, from the Innisbrook, like, or like the book fair, did you get one of those pens that had like a little rubber thing on the end and you could like slap? Oh, it was like a rubbery hand and you would like slap. I'm not sure if it was a pen pen? actually. I think it was just like a, just a slapper thing. Just a slapper. A slapper. Loved those. So many cool things as kids. (laughs) I loved the book fair. Wow. I just like a a wave of nostalgia from that. (sighs) Okay, so I wrote about strange things happening on the evening just as documentation and went to bed. I slept absolutely horrible. I dreamt I was sleeping on the cold dirt under the tree in our backyard, and I could feel the rocks and roots jabbing into my ribs and shoulders. Then I was in this room made of stone, and I was being forcefully chained to a burning wall. I thought it was on fire, but it wasn't. It was just red hot rock. Needless to say, it was a rough night. Yeah. But I've always had very vivid dreams and still do, which is awesome at times, but not when it's a bad dream. I feel you. This time was different. When I woke up, my skin felt sunburnt. I looked at my rib cage in the mirror and my skin was split in dry cracks. Oh. Now I have severe dry skin and this happens sometimes, but it usually takes three or four days of neglect and no lotion. This happened overnight. I rushed to get to school where I sat in homeroom and wrote in our notebook about my dreams and the marks on my ribs. I couldn't wait to hand it off to Rachel as I knew I could tell Sheena in person as we had the next class together. I found Rachel in the hall and we switched notebooks. She didn't say anything, but she looked shooketh as the kids would say. I got to my class and slammed down in my chair and opened to the last written page of the notebook Rachel gave me. My body went cold as I read. She had the same dreams. And the same marks on her ribs. Oh my God. This makes me want to throw up. This is so scary. Are you now ass over tea kettle? I'm ass over tea kettle. Because at first I was like, okay, they loved all of those movies. Of course, you know, there's part of your brain that convinces yourself that something's happening. But the fact that there were all, there was all that language used that they couldn't make up and that they didn't understand. And then just, I mean, everything that happened to their friend, now the dreams... It almost seems like they were so open to it that they were the easiest target ever. And unfortunately for them, it was almost immediate contact when using the Ouija board. Yep. The conversation with Sheena was a frantic one, to say the least. We very quickly gave the Ouija board to the Salvation Army, which seems a little bit messed up thinking back, but it was the only solution to think of. So I'm just here to say (laughs) Ouija boards are no joke. Thanks for reading and keep up the creepy shit, Amanda. You know what we need to do? What do we need to do? We need to figure out... Well, we need to look up the actual proper way of disposing of a Ouija board. Mm. Because passing it forward probably isn't the best call, just like Amanda said. Yeah. Burning it, I heard you're definitely not supposed to do. I've heard about burying it. But I I also don't know if that's right. That seems like the best option to me. Mm -hmm. Okay, this... I didn't... So I have a story from a listener that I'm not going to read because it's like, I think a little bit 
too. Like if I read names and stuff, it, it, I don't know. It, it just feels a bit too specific. Yes. But the story involves burning a Ouija board and someone's parents then dying in a fire. So oh, I just got chills. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I will just say let's not burn. And definitely who don't. knows if there's like a, a connection between those two things. And that's why I don't want to read it because anyway, it's very sad. Sometimes we get really dark emails. I know. It's just for our our nightmares, not yours. We're all just ass over tea kettle. Over ass here. I hope you guys all have a no cow on the ice type of day <laughs> after this. <laughs> Welcome to the Pants Cast, brought to you by Lululemon, a show about all things pants. My guest is Matt James, former NCAA player and Lululemon ABC pant enthusiast. Hi, great to be here. Matt, tell us all about those ABC pants. The comfort? They're like the pants I put on when I don't want to wear pants. Versatility? You could wear these pants to a wedding, but you could also wear these to a cookout. And what about style? They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. We got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. One plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, thank God it ended there because I feel like it was very close to a full-on possession and then being used kind of like all the movies at I all mean, the movies that they, they asked for but, it, right? That's kind of what... But they, yeah, like one person being targeted is something that we hear often, but a whole group being targeted is extremely scary, especially if they're best friends that already hype each other up and can already kind of read each other's energy. And it's easy to start like copying your friend and being yeah. really interested in the things that they do. It doesn't take much sway, I feel like, when yeah. you're already close friends. And yeah. so that could be, I mean, kind of like the craft, it could be get really dark. Mm-hmm. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Okay. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. <laughs> Here this, we go. Does this count as a mirror? Because I'm looking at myself. Now we have a reflection of us in my computer. <laughs> Should so. we scry? Should we do some scrying oh right now? Oh my God, in, I don't want to scry. In the laptop? It's too scary. Okay. Okay, I guess I don't know why I was pointing this at you. You don't have to read yeah, along. Because I would read along. <laughs> I know, because you okay. normally do. I know. Okay. My comprehension skills. Okay. Well, I don't read well, so I think it was kind of helping both of us, the fact that you read along. (laughs) I'd be like, uh, Corinne, she actually, they actually wrote this. I was like, oh, I don't know what my brain just made that, (laughs) made that up. Okay. But this is called, and some people have heard it before, it's called A Witch's Grimoire Cursed Me and a Spirit Told Me to Get Cleansed, the full story from Campfire Stories. So if you don't know, if you join our Patreon at any tier, you can join our weekly Campfire Stories. It's every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. And you can be brought up on stage to share your ghost story live. Mm-hmm. And there's a chat feature. You don't have to come 
to share your story. You could just sit and enjoy everybody else's. Uh, but we did hear this one and I was like, it's too good to not yeah, share to everyone, everyone else. Yay. Okay. 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 Hello, my name is Sandra, she, they. And I was on Campfire Stories tonight sharing my story about how a witch's grimoire possibly cursed me and a spirit during an investigation told me to get cleansed. Total side note, but I was so nervous. So huge shout out to everyone in the chat for being so kind Aww. and a huge shout out to you guys as well. And can I say what our group of people who listen and also are on Patreon and Campfire Stories. Yeah. We appreciate our listeners so much because we, we do hear things sometimes that other people encounter that we never encounter. And everyone is so kind and everyone's so amazing. Yeah. And we couldn't do Campfire Stories one of the weeks because I had a wedding event and you I were traveling, traveling the same time. And everyone got together anyway. I know. They and they, they were crafting together <laughs> and telling spooky stories, which is, I, think I was so, like, <laughs> I know. My heart, it's so sweet. Swell, swelled. Swole. 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 It's swole. swole and <laughs> it's a swole heart. Swole. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have almost five years of investigations under me. Up until this story, I've investigated asylums, hospitals, homes, and cemeteries. I've seen and felt some pretty dark things, but I knew I was always protected because of my faith, which is why this story is so weird to me because it does not sound like something I would do. A few years ago, a friend asked me to come up and do an investigation at a friend's of a friend's college dorm. They were constantly hearing knocks and footsteps above them, which does not make sense as the only thing above them was the roof and the only way up was by ladder. I hate that. It also sounds like something that would happen to you being haunted and me come to investigate. Oh, it not only would it happen, it has it happened. happened. Yes. So on our four plus hour long drive, we, my friend and I, decided to stop at an antique shop and while we were looking around, I see a large book stuffed towards the bottom of the bookshelf in the corner. I was immediately drawn to it. Yes. Of course. I thought it was a Halloween decoration, so I bought it. I didn't open it, didn't check the price tag, just bought it and left it in the car during our investigation That's that night. That's even more <laughs> intense because, uh, well, I, yeah, I know the story. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like to just not even have a question. And just be like, yep, blindly move through the motions. Must do, buy, purchase. Must buy. Yeah. Especially at an antique shop where it's like yeah. something could be $1 and the thing next to it could be 149 Like you have to look at the price tags. Yeah. But not this. Must buy. This book had the thickness of several hundred pages, was leather bound. Oh my gosh. I'm sure it was so heavy and beautiful. And covered in water damage from top to bottom. Wow. It wasn't until we got in the car did we open it and see scribbles and drawings lining the pages. Top to bottom, front to back pages, this book was covered with notes in English, Spanish, and Latin. I could hardly make out what the writing actually said, but somehow my friend and I knew instantly that it was jumping from language to language. During the car ride to the investigation, I remember being so set on holding the book and refusing to set it down. Why would I? What I thought was a decor item from a Halloween Town Junkies garage turned out to be a hundred plus year old, hundred dollar book of random writing that I was eager to decode. Yes. At the investigation, there was about four to five of us in the room. I started the Estes method, which is a spirit box session with noise canceling headphones and a blindfold that only one person wears while the others ask questions. And we had set up a REM pod by the door a smaller REM pod by the closet and cat balls around the room. 
I feel like we know what all of these things are too, I know. from like doing watching things. Immediately, I started getting a clear as day voice saying things along the lines of, quote, get cleansed mm-hmm. and cursed and get help. All jumbled up in random sentences, so I could not make it out. But those words stood out and they were very clear. Yeah, you don't need to hear the rest of it. <gasps> the message has been... Someone's looking delivered. out for you and they're yes. saying... Get cleansed. Get it together because <laughs> someone's after you. My friend at this point asked if the book I bought today was the reason that I needed to get cleansed. Yes, the spirit box. And <gasps> I said, my friend asked, is there something attached to Sandra? The spirit box said, no, the book. <laughs> oh, I'm just again. We've already heard this. Book. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Children. <laughs> Sisters. When they do a remake... <laughs> Casting directors. I want to be, I want to be, uh, I can't remember his name. The dead mummy guy in the cemetery. <laughs> That's who I want to be. Of course you do. Yeah. I feel like I'd play that really well too. So we're you could, you could be the cat. <laughs> Binks. Binks. Thackeray. Thackeray Binks. Okay. I was being told to get cleansed, to go to church, all that stuff by a spirit in a room that I have never been to before. When I took the headphones off, we set the spirit box on the dresser and we're going over all of the answers that we got. When it finally clicked to me that they were talking about the book I bought, I said out loud, maybe it's a witch's grimoire. Mm. And both REM pods, all three cat bells and the spirit box went off at the same time. Ah! Like the spirits were saying yes to my statement. Ding, 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 ding. The next day we went to a bookstore and while we were talking about the investigation, I said, maybe I should take it to a metaphysical shop and have someone look at it. That's when three books on three different shelves fell to the floor behind me. That was my answer. So the next day when I got home, I went to a shop my friend worked at and I left the book in my car. As soon as I walked in, employees of the shop zeroed in on me and I felt like I was suddenly the most unwelcomed and hated person on this planet. The owner of the shop then came out of her office and with one look at me, told me I had something attached to me. It wasn't from any investigation I did and that I needed to get cleansed right then and there. I feel like this is the episode of like new mottos and phrases because like instead of get fucked, I feel like got, get, get cleansed. cleansed. <laughs> That's, I freaking love that. Get cleansed. Get cleansed. Uh, it's like the uh, the Southern phrase. I'm- Fireflies here. Oh, hello. We haven't seen you in a while. I think I killed his friend yesterday. Me too. Um, but I feel like I don't even remember what I was saying. Actually, get cleansed. Oh, I feel <laughs> like it's the southern version of bless her heart. Oh, like, get cleansed. Get cleansed. Get cleansed. Okay. I refused to let the book go at this point, even though I went to my car and brought it to her to show her. I just couldn't put it down. Now, it's important to mention that I'm an empath and usually good at reading the energy of the items around me. But with this book, I felt absolutely nothing. No bad energy, no good energy. It just felt like a book to me. That's it. After handing the book over, my cleansing began. And during it, I felt like there was something or someone right in my face the entire time staring at me. But as soon as the prayer was said... That has my coffee breath. <laughs> what if I sat like this the whole time you read your story? I feel more uncomfortable <laughs> than you probably do. Your eyes will probably cross. <laughs> as soon as the prayer was said, that feeling was gone and I felt almost normal again. I felt a wave of calmness over me and I thought that that was it. Until a few weeks later, my friend sends me photos of the shop. Turns out 
After my cleanse, the book was left in the office overnight and the staff came into a trashed office and show floor. I didn't know what happened to that book after that. I don't know if they burned it, buried it, set it up in a glass cage. But when I think about that book, the only thing I feel is the feeling of thank goodness that is done, which is odd because I never felt anything bad attached to the book. But it could have very well been cursed. And like you both said in the Campfire Stories live room, whatever was attached to it could have disguised its energy to gain my trust and cause me to buy the book. Because looking back at it, I have no recollection of actually purchasing that book or what the name of the antique shop is or what any of the words on the book said. Whatever was attached to it, I'm glad it's not with me anymore. And if I'm being honest, I'm glad I can keep doing investigations knowing that I'm protected with this new layer of good around me. Anyways, thank you both so much for reading this and for letting me speak during Campfire Stories. Thank you for creating such a warm and safe space for all of us. See you on the other side. Sandra. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com marathon. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. I know we've heard the story. Right? I know. But it's just... It's, Every time though, I'm like, whoa. It is one of the... Yeah. And like, even, even though I've heard this story now twice... Mm-hmm. I'm so taken by this book. And I know. It's, it's probably my curiosity kills the cat, you know, era. I just, I just have questions and I want to know more. And what is attached to this book that's so powerful? Right. That Sandra didn't feel anything bad or any energy, but then also... But it remember. called everyone else out yeah. immediately. Like yeah. that's another incredible part of this is so many people aren't sensitive or clued into what they're feeling. Like, I think everyone has the potential of being, but not everyone can read their own energy or tap into those things. And so I know Sandra was obviously surrounded by people who in a paranormal investigation who are interested in those things. And she was going to a metaphysical shop where people are interested in those things. But the fact that everyone had such a strong visceral reaction and there wasn't even, it sounds like there wasn't even conversation. There was no small talk. Everywhere she went, it was like, you are cursed and you need to be cleansed. Yeah. And I think that that's really incredible that she got that right away because it this sense of urgency was there and so I think she did it whereas if it was just like one person yeah like kind of waffling there's a chance that Sandra might have just been further and further and deeper and deeper into the spell of whatever this thing was attached to the I know grimoire I don't know what if in an alternate universe Sandra's like gone bad <laughs> and it's her coming to collect all the other Sandras <gasps> Everything, everywhere. Oh, I was going to say, have you read um, Dark Matter? Was it Dark Matter? Mm -mm, I haven't read it. I think that's the book that I recently read. And it's all about like timelines and alternate versions of you. I think I texted you saying you needed to read it. I think you did too. But you you gave me a long reading list. I feel like every week I'm like, (laughs) I've got to read this. 
You know what I really want? We're big fans of Greg and Dana Newkirk, which I think everyone knows because we've talked about them for years and have covered different items in their paranormal museum. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they would be amazing people to have this book because they're not the people that are like putting things in glass cages and saying, sign this waiver and come at me, bro. And disrespecting things. They like do so much work to figure out who is attached to it, what that thing or person needs. They have so much respect for these things. So I feel like if anyone were able to be a caretaker for this book, it would be them. It would be them. So I do wonder, I'm going to ask Sandra if she remembers the name of the metaphysical shop. Metaphysical shop. Yeah. I also, this brings up the Greg and Dana's documentary that's coming out. Oh my gosh. Which doesn't have a release date yet, but it's all about the Crown of Catskills and how they return it. They return it. And it's a documentary. They literally have footage of them returning it. That's pretty much all we know, but we've been, we've been, we've been, we've been like, hey, can we get a screener? How do we get a screener? access. DM, DM. Sliding, (laughs) this is sliding sliding into like their celebrities (laughs) to us. So we do slide into celebrities DMs, but it's like, like what happened to the crown? (laughs) Our version of sliding into DMs is like flirting with ghost people. (laughs) (laughs) Will you be our friend? Hey, I saw you tweet a year and a half ago that you're filming a documentary about the crown. What happened? What happened? Okay. Okay. I have one more story and it is called The House That Never Sleeps. Mm, Monster house. Kind of. I like your earrings. Thank you. You're welcome. I need to start taking them out and making them safe. But I have... So this one ear hole is kind of ripped. Oh, gross. I I, I got it when I was born and then over the years it's just kind of stretched. So I used this earring to hold up the other earring in the hole. You double stuff your hole. I double stuff my <laughs> hole. Sorry. <laughs> oh, all those ear fetish people out there. That's <laughs> a thing you should do. Head. Forget your feet. I'm just going to start a body fetish. Page. Yeah. Just a little. There's no private. It's all, it's all close-ups. Just yeah. here's your lobe. Here's my mm. stretched lobe. You like thin lobes or you like thick ones? You like holy lobes? <laughs> you like detached lobes? <laughs> you like to flick them? I do have strange ears. People might like it. You have normal ears. No, look at the top of my ears. They're like nibbled off. Oh, <laughs> they do have a couple little nibbles. It's. Yeah. I think it's. it just reminds me of my theory that you're, you're like a cat alien person. Thank you. Hybrid. Yeah. You can tell from the ears. Um, also I was watching this thing on YouTube where it was like this astrologer who'd worked in astrology for years and years and years. And it was one of those things. Working in astrology? (laughs) That's stupid. No, you're not. (laughs) That's, that's how you would say the sentence. I'm just, I'm in my evil little shit area. (laughs) Anyway, he lined up a bunch of people or like someone set it up, obviously that were filming it. And he had very quick conversations with everybody and Mm -hmm. was assigning them what he thought their astrological sign would be based on like their energy. But it was really interesting because some people he'd base it off of energy and other people he'd base it off of physical characteristics. So he would look at people's hands and he would look at people's ears because he said that Capricorns have very specific ears. Do we know Capricorns? Is this true? And also, I think it was Capricorn. And then there was also one other sign that I can't remember that had very specific teeth. He said it looked mm. like fish teeth. 
Sorry to you fish teeth out there. But um, I, I don't remember. Pisces because they're... It might have been a Pisces. Little fishies. Yeah. The house in Ember sleeps. Yep. This is from our listener, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Hey, girlfriends. Hi. So this takes place years ago when I lived in San Antonio, Texas. Speaking of which, you guys should look into the Mentor Hotel and Donkey Lady. Oh. Hooked. Donkey Lady. Anyway. This down. I was in middle school at the time and my family had moved to Texas. And the first time we ever stepped into our new house, it just felt off. We lived in a one-story, three-bed, one-bath house with a garage and an attic. It started off as heavy stomping coming from above my bedroom as if a man were stomping in the attic. But the thing about that attic is it only went as far as the garage and all of the bedrooms were on the other side of the house. Of course, we didn't think anything of it, but it only got worse from there. At first, my twin was sharing a room with my little brother and I was in a room all by myself while my parents had my baby sister with them. Well, one night while my dad was at work, we were all in bed and everyone was asleep except for me. For some reason, I was so scared. I moved my bed to where I could see out of my door, but I still just felt so scared. The next thing I know, my twin is screaming for help. And all I could feel is dread. As she's yelling for help, my brother starts crying. And I felt so bad because I could not get up. Mm. I kid you not, the feeling of dread was so bad that I knew if I got up to help them, I would get attacked. Oh. Eventually, my twin was able to get up and turn on her light. She yelled at my mom and saying, thanks for nothing. <laughs> the next day, she told me that her and my brother were dead asleep and they both woke up. My brother jumped into my sister's bed and they scooted into the middle. And that's when they started calling for help because something was at her door, but they were too scared of whatever it was to get up and turn on the light. Eventually, my brother and I ended up switching rooms because, you know, he's a boy and needed his own space. But he hated that room. He would rarely go in there to play and he would sleep with my parents instead. His bedroom door was almost always closed. But one day my twin and I had to help clean his room and there was a different number written on each wall. My brother at this time was so young, he did not know how to write or draw at the time. He didn't even know what numbers looked like. And then it got weirder. We had to pick up toys from behind his door. And guess what was on the back of his door? A drawing of a stick figure with its head by its feet. That is a nightmare. That makes me want to not be a parent at all. <laughs> Weird. Or right? a sibling. Really yeah. just be around any human that could experience I'd that. rather be an alien at this point. One day, my sister and I ended up getting a body mirror, perfectly normal, when we got it, so we could do our makeup in our room. But the mirror was just weird. It felt like a circus mirror. One night, my parents decided to take a shit ton of pictures in the dark, and we actually got some pretty shocking images of orbs. We had an orb come from the mirror to the end of the hallway by the living room back to the mirror. We also got a picture of our backyard. And to our surprise, there were a lot more herb, a lot more orbs. Why do I want to say herbs? Herbs. There are a lot more herbs, a lot more orbs. Unfortunately, that camera went missing along with my mom's wedding ring as we were in the process of packing to leave. There was also one night I woke up from a dead sleep to a little girl in a white dress and it looked like her face was burnt. And she was just staring at me. And all I could do was hyperventilate and hide under my blanket. Because nothing can happen to you if you hide under your blanket, right? After hyperventilating myself to sleep, I woke up and the name Emily was the only thing on my mind. So I believe that it was the little girl's name. Another time I physically saw another being was during my birthday party sleepover, where we all slept in the living room. I wanted to keep the hall light on because I was terrified, but one of my friends turned it off anyway. And all of a sudden... 
I see this old man's face right in front of mine, smiling at me. (laughs) No. I screamed because who wouldn't? And my friend turned the light on again. Of course, I was terrified and mad. And then she started apologizing. And then everyone decides they want to go into my brother's room. No one was really in there because my brother was too scared to sleep in his own room. Yeah. And as it kind of sounds like all the rooms. Yes. Are not safe at this point. Yes. But the fact that they wanted to go in there despite it being like the scariest room. Right. One of my friends was talking and all of a sudden she just went silent and sat down on my brother's bed and had this blank expression. We took her out of the room and realized that she wasn't breathing. And we started freaking out because a few minutes had already passed and she was just sitting there staring with this blank look. And then another one of our friends, we realized, was sitting there with a blank look on her face. Oh. But then she snaps out of it. At this point, we were dumbfounded because she started asking us why we were standing around her and asking if she was okay. When we told her what happened, she had no memory of it. I mean, I can understand how startling that must be for her too. Because it sounds like she almost skipped time, right? Like, yeah. How disorienting would it be to be hanging out with all of your friends, doing something, and then within a split second, they're all right around you, close to like, your face. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Like what? Oh my God. This house never sleeps. Seriously, there's more. Okay. On another night, my sister and I, my brother and baby sister were asleep in my parents' room. So my sister and I were watching TV while my parents decided to go for a night swim. Well, they came back inside not so happy because they thought my twin and I were spying on them through my brother's window, which makes me question if her parents were like nude swimming or something. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, why would I want to spy on my parents when they're alone in a pool at night? That's disgusting. Anyway, his bedroom door was shut. and my it's little. It's like a fun game. You know, know, you're a spy. I know. But my brother's bedroom door was shut and my twin and I repeatedly kept trying to tell our parents that we didn't peek through the blinds in our brother's window. We were too scared of that room and the energy and it was just so bad. That is why the door just stayed shut. But we ended up getting in trouble because blinds don't just move on their own. Mm. There would also be times where either my twin or I would shower with the baby and I swear every time one of us would bathe with her, we would hear another baby crying from the living room. I don't like that. Something's calling them out. Yes. My mom also had this Winnie the Pooh clock that she had since she was in high school and never changed the batteries. Well, one morning as my sister and I were getting ready, we hear singing and we wake up our parents because who the F is singing in our house six in the freaking morning? Well, it turns out my mother's clock started working again. The weird part is we checked the batteries and they were so old that they had the white crusty stuff all over it. And my mom said it was the first time her clock ever sang and it wasn't supposed to. The singing did sound like Winnie the Pooh, but more demonic. And every morning... Wait, but it wasn't supposed to sing? I guess not. Or maybe just because the batteries were dead? Yeah, because I'd be curious if it was a battery thing or if they deconstructed the clock, if it even had the mechanisms in it to make it sing. Does Winnie the Pooh even sing? Yeah, he does like little rhymes and tunes. Okay. I had a little ornament that that did a whole... Jingle. Oh, bother. Like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Well... It's out of more demonic, so that's scary. And apparently, uh, every morning, it would sing until we moved out. And then when we moved out, it stopped working again. Have you seen the artist that redoes all of the Winnie the Pooh characters, but in these really aggressively demonic ways? No. Okay, I'm going to look it up as you're... Finishing? Okay. Yeah. Now, my parents' room was probably the safest feeling room out of all other rooms in the house. One night, we were all hanging out on my parents' bed and their bedroom window shattered out of nowhere. That is so aggressive. To make glass shatter, like most people 
We need tools and whatnot to have that happen in the case of an emergency or if they throw like mm-hmm. a freaking baseball 80 miles an hour into the into the window. window. But then also, Lindsay says, our dog started running as if running after someone. Ugh. You're probably wondering, what does this have to do with a ghost? Well, when we found our dog, we found her barking and trying to attack something on top of the mailbox, but we could clearly see nothing was there. We ended up having to pull her away because whatever it was, she really, really wanted. Which though that part makes me think it was like a squirrel or something, like an animal that like ran through the window. I don't know. Because what human, even a human ghost would like stand on top of the mailbox. Right. Unless they're like, chicken, chicken. I don't know. I mentioned earlier my mom's wedding ring and our camera went missing as we were packing to leave. Well, we believe whatever was there didn't like the fact that we were moving. So it took my mom's ring and the camera. And we believe whatever was there took the ring because my mom only took it off to do dishes. And when she went to go put it back on, it was gone. And then also when we were finishing packing, one of our movies went flying across the living room off a shelf. I'm going to end it here because I've already written so much, but there's a lot more. Stay spooky. I'll see you on the other side. Yours truly, Lindsay. Also, I wrote this at 2 a.m. as I listened to your podcast trying to go to sleep. And every time I listen to encounters, I always think about sending this experience in specific. But I finally feel I had to complete it. Okay, sweet dreams. I mean, this just reminds me of the first story you read too, where it's just Mm -hmm. like, undeniably, there's something horrible going on. And it's thing after thing after thing. It's not just like, oh, this one thing keeps happening in this one house. And so we think we have a spirit. We don't understand who it is. This is just, it escalates. It expands. It involves other people who don't even live there too as witness I know. And, and succumbed to some of the paranormal activity. It's the house constant. needs to be studied. This is the thing. I feel like so many people grew up in haunted homes. And we've talked about this before, but we just need to like start a map. Yeah. A Zillow gone wild for haunted homes that other people, when they buy houses, know, hey, there's ghosts here. I know. I wonder we if we would be... the real estate market forever. Well, that's why... So remember I had started the old things and hauntings yeah. and did a few videos. And then I think I kind of got spooked a little bit that I would be sued because it's speculation. And to say so mm-hmm. firmly, this place is haunted. Well, you just put a disclaimer. Yeah. This place looks haunted. This place, yeah. This yeah. place could be haunted. It could be. It could really any place. Every place could be haunted, could be haunted. Except for this one, because I was told by Nikita that I, I shan't say. Shan't. That it is haunted, nor shall I tell her if I experience anything. It here. feels I have great vibes. Here. Yeah, me too. There's so if many it's plants. Haunted, it's positive. If there are more than twenty plants, this place cannot possibly be no. haunted. Good vibes only. And Rolly's just a perfect little angel. You guys saw him in his thirty second spurt of wild, and that's and it. Humping. But that's all you know we what? got for for that. He normally just likes to be flipped upside down and rocked like a little baby. Rock a bye, Rolly. On, on the couch top. <laughs> okay, what's your weird story to end this? Oh, okay. also, I really like that you were leaning. I was leaning forward, and you were leaning back. I leaned back, and the second I leaned back, you leaned forward. And I think <laughs> we're kind of like on the seesaw that we can't be. <laughs> it's just kind of I don't know. Leaning back like this, just it's too cash. It's too cash. Come on, this is we're, we're doing a podcast here. <laughs> we're working. <laughs> we're working. One person has to be sitting forward. That's work. Work. Okay. Baby, you work. better work, bitch. <laughs> I love being in person. 
<laughs> With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. I don't okay. know if other people do, but it's <laughs> <this is> called. <laughs> okay. My dad hit a pregnant Bigfoot with his truck. Is Bigfoot okay? That's what I'm wondering. Okay. okay. Hi, my name is Gabby. She, her, I'm 23 and I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. I forgot how I found y'all's podcast, but I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I heard about it from my favorite murder. Huh. Well, we don't know about that, but that would be awesome. That. that would be. Karen is also haunted. Sorry, not sorry for the clickbait subject line, but this is a pretty cool slash weird story that I got from my sister and I know I had to send it to y'all. So let's jump in. This okay. is actually about my sister's coworker, Bob. Okay, so not about the pregnant Bigfoot. Not my idea, but my sister wouldn't give me the rest of the story if I didn't use the name Bob. Well, one day Bob was on his way to work to give a presentation. After driving for however long, he had to pee and pulled off the next building that he saw. It was dark outside, but there were lights on the building, so he decided to head in and use the restroom. When he came out, two men dressed in civilian clothing, this is important, confronted him and asked, what are you doing here? He said, I'm on my way to give a presentation for work. I've been driving for a while and just stopped to use the restroom. The men then said to him, you need to come with us now and escorted him to a room. One man took his license. The other stood and watched him. Within two minutes, the man came back and bombarded him with questions like, is this your wife's name? Are these your children's names? Is this where you work? He answers them all, says yes. So he says, you need to leave this place and never come back. Go now. So he left. He did the presentation at the right place and then he went home. Not thinking much about the encounter. How can you not? I would be, that's would, all no, I would be concerned yeah. with. I would tell that story for years and years and years. And then I would want to go back and like Google Earth it. Like, too much research. Too much research. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to stop. Right. I'd, I'd, I would buy a drone just to put the <laughs> drone over there. I'd pay someone. I'd task grab it. Oh, but Bob is on the list. Bob is being watched. Bob's on the list. Sure. That's why you got to hire someone else out. Yeah. Hire us. Hire we'll us. We'll go, Bob. Okay. The next day, he continued to work as usual. But at one point, he looked outside and noticed an unusual car parked across the street. He's being watched. He's being watched. This makes me think it's men in black. Yeah. He walked outside because just as he spotted the car, he got a phone call. As he comes out, two men in bolo hats, dressed in all black, get out, lean against their car, staring at him. The man on the phone tells him, you need to watch what you tell people about what happened at your wrong turn. Bob replied, uh, I don't know you, so I'm going to hang up. <laughs> Way to go, Bob. <laughs> Thinking nothing of it. Again, no thoughts, just moving forward. Thinking nothing of it, he resumed work as usual. A week or so later, he walks outside his work and the same two men in bolo hats and all black are leaning on Bob's car. Bob asked, can I help you? To which they replied, come here. We have something we want to show you. They brought Bob over to their car. They pop the trunk oh and God. they reveal an axe. They then tell Bob, see that axe? We can take that axe, use it on you, 
and make sure that no one ever finds what you. What the fork? Basically, they were saying they have an axe and they will use it to kill him and make him disappear. I feel like they're making this worse. Like they're, Bob was, they're Bob turning was like into so something. dismissive. Bob was like, I'm not even thinking about you. Like, yeah, they're men in black are like, they're like needy ex-boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's like, you're, why are you so obsessed with me? <laughs> I don't even follow you back. Bob tells them, look, I don't want any trouble. I just want to get back to work. I won't say anything. Of course, because he wasn't even saying anything he to start. Yeah. To which they replied, oh, we know you won't. <laughs> he goes back to work and he carries on about his business. A week or so later, he gets a call around 4 a.m. from a blocked number. Again, obsessed. They're obsessed. The man on the phone says, I have a job for you. Meet me at X location at 5. Bob said, I'm not meeting you. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. Are you crazy? And hung up. I love Bob. <laughs> Bob was like, leave me the hell alone. Whereas like you and I, if we were getting calls like this. Or I'd we, we'd get our walkie talkies out. I would have do a, this. I would have, maybe you would. I'd have a <laughs> Google folder being like, if I go missing, here's all the evidence because someone's stalking me. This is what, Although the fact that it's kind of like a men in black situation, I'm kind of like, ooh, ooh, what is it? Okay. Have you seen Searching and Missing? Those two movies that are all like about, mm-hmm. okay, they're so good. If you haven't seen them, it's all about, like they're different stories, but it's all done through like video and like phone and on screen messaging and stuff. Oh, and security footage. It's really, really cool. It's a very like visually interesting way to tell a murder mystery type of story. The next one should be about Men in Black. It should. I don't even know what the, I haven't seen the other two, but I feel but, like that would be freaking awesome. Okay. And if they are as crazy as they sound, then perhaps. But Bob is like, are you crazy? Hangs up. <laughs> To this day, he's pretty sure he stumbled upon Area 51. And after that, he never heard anything from them and was never confronted again. What the actual hell? Men in black are real. And my guess is that Bob found Area 51 or some kind of closed off private government area. So anyway, that's my weird story. I love y'all so much. I always laugh and cry and gasp alongside you both. Please don't ever stop being who y'all are. Much love, G. Okay. I also, like, I swear I read this. So I'm going to search I don't think you have really I really don't think you have I don't remember this at all and if you did who cares I'm having a glitch in the matrix situation because I'm like I read this entire thing well yeah because you have in your own mind or like you know what I well I read that yes I read the email we read them then we save them in our folder and then we pull them out again but I like have a very vivid memory of us talking about this and I promise maybe I read it and dreamt it that night that I read it on the podcast yeah. Even if you've already read it, it's a story that's good enough to read multiple times. My question is, the fact that you just pulled off the road and like found a place to go to the bathroom is to me shocking that it's Area 51 because I can't imagine Area 51 just like right off a Right. And doesn't he know sort of where his presentation yeah. is? It's not like he's just driving on the highway and pulls into the rest area. Right. And if it is Area 51... Shame on them because clearly clearly their security is not good enough if no. like a man can just walk into the building. My wondering, my question, my theory, my whatever it may be, I wonder if we've talked about how like there's the astral plane guards mm-hmm. in Area 51. Like what if there was like just a weird glitch and he momentarily glitched into like another dimension of some kind oh. that this building exists in a plane that isn't seen or known by human eyes. And Miss Peregrine School for Peculiar Children, the little protective bubbles. 
Yeah. So, so no ordinary person could walk into that building because if you pulled off on that road, normally there would be nothing there. You don't see a building. Right. And so that's why it was such a big deal for them. Yeah. Like it was, that beyond. makes sense because then they would, they wouldn't, honestly, that makes more sense than like just, just at face value, yeah. even at being area 51, because the fact that they would be so weird about it yeah. and continue to come and taunt him, that seems bizarre if you actually want someone to one not assume they went anywhere wrong right and two not talk about it so why would you make it such a big deal but the astral thing that seems to make more sense to me because then the fact that he got there it would make them already untrustworthy of him yeah assuming that he has the ability to come and access them so it'd be like who are you what is your intention with us like how did you find us they probably thought he was some sort of like hitman or spy in the astral plane yeah. for them. it is so bizarre but i will say someone i was friends with in college i've told you this before yeah yeah accidentally mm-hmm. drove into an area i don't know if it was in area 51 or close or enough the, to... close enough and he saw really bizarre things yeah in the sky some strange structures coming out of the desert and he started to get followed he was pulled over and he was like bawling his eyes out because he thought that this person pulling him over was going to kill him. He didn't know he was in Area 51. He was following like an old map yeah. to drive across the country because that's what he wanted to do. He didn't want to use his cell phone. He was like, I'm going to do the three-day trip from the East Coast to the West Coast using the map or however long it took him. But yeah, yeah he was pulled over and the guy was really aggressive towards him in the beginning, then realized he didn't know where he was. They had also, he had been calling his dad to say like, someone's following me. And his phone was <gasps> like, you could hear call, the, call was like, dropped. Uh, All of his electronics stopped working. So they had some sort of like sensor thing to trigger everything yeah. to basically shut down. So it was just like him and this guy in the car. And the the guy in the car escorted him to another road Road and was like, just keep driving. Don't Didn't come he back. Didn't like have like after that any call you made? It sounded for, like someone was tapping in. He said for over a year, he could hear like the click As of someone phone. else listening in on all of his phone calls. And he, we, like, he went to LMEA. We were college kids. There was, wow. It was truly an accident. And yet they still watched him for over a year to make sure it wasn't actually anything intentional. Despite him having like probably some old beat up car, a paper yeah. map. He's like 20 years old. He's bawling his eyes out on this side road thinking he's about to be killed by the mob or something. Okay. But see that, that tactic on their end makes more sense than what they were doing with Bob because... This one, they're like watching from the sidelines. They're monitoring his calls. They're kind of just like keeping an eye on him. Yeah. Whereas with Bob, they're very much in his face, which makes it more suspicious. Do you think maybe it was some sort of cartel situation or drug running? Because maybe he wasn't supposed to like this one building is... Because that makes more sense with the intimidation where it's like, we follow you, we taunt you. like, And we've got a job for you. Like they're probably like wondering if like they can now use him. Right. Because I'm, I mean, I'm watching Better Call Saul. I watched Breaking Bad and it does kind of fit exactly what they show on hmm. TV. And TV is reality. And t- scripted television is 100% real. factual. Especially Grey's Anatomy. 100% <laughs> factual. We can all be doctors. Uh, I am tempted. You know, like, okay, this is why I feel like I am a t- like a writer and uh, we both were into, into like acting and um, storytelling and stuff because I go through these really impulsive phases in my life where I just want to completely pivot and like drop everything I'm doing to like, there was a period where I was like, I could be an astronaut. 
You could. And right. I could drop everything and fully commit to it. Of that one guy who he was like 45 and he'd already been an amazing doctor, like gone through med school and was like a brain surgeon. And then he was like, never mind. I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. And then he was like, never mind. I actually want to be an astronaut. And he did all three successfully. You can be whatever you, you, you want to be. Want. But so you just have to have the confidence to pivot and full on plunge. Yeah. You and can't be also, like one foot in one out. Be okay with the fact that you might fail. And if you do, you can keep trying, you can keep going or, you know, pivot again. Mm-hmm. But right now my pivot, the, the desire is to get in the car and go to area 51. Well, that's not. Well, okay. Okay. How about not specifically area 51, but I just, there's so many things in the world that are unknown to us. And there's so many places, specifically just the U S and like, don't even get me started expansive in the world. But like, if I just focus on the U S like, what if Mm -hmm. I got a really, really old map from like back in the olden days? Yeah. And find one at an antique store and just follow old roads. I mean, that is exactly, it's very cool. I mean, that's essentially what he did, which got him in a little bit of trouble. So maybe if you do that, I want to get in trouble. That would, (laughs) evil little shit era. Evil little shit era. That should be a new shirt. No longer in my Saturn return. I'm in my evil little shit era. Can I pivot your energy from Area 51 to the poles? Because I feel like the North Pole and the South Pole seem very mysterious. You know, and there's a lot of conspiracies around there. And not that I'm like an inner earth or earth is flat mm, person. Might be. Not I'm flat. not, but I enjoy watching like other people present their data yeah. on mm-hmm. it. Because I do think it's fascinating how much we can find what we are looking for and apply it to what we believe yeah. to basically say like, this is true, which is exactly why science is rooted in consistently trying to disprove right. everything. Yes. Not once, but like over and over, over and, and over and over again. Yeah. But anyway, I just have like, I... My TikTok That's is all you. conspiracy theories. And but I don't want to go, but you want to go somewhere. So I'm trying to send you. I go to You're space. an astronaut into the ice. I would go under I would into go the ocean. deep sea. I would go deep, deep sea. Okay. You can do all of these things. You really can. Yeah, but I actually have to like train and You're what, I can do it. You can do it. And so can all of you because <laughs> this is a no cow on the ice type of year for all of us. And if we're you succeeding go, in thriving, tea kettle. That's okay. Everything's fine. The cow will not be on the ice tomorrow. No, he'll slip on off. We'll wrangle him down for you. Serve the him cow for breakfast. Be, no cows will be harmed in the act of... Oh. <laughs> I just said serve him for breakfast. You're like, no, they'll be peacefully brought into a meadow. They live their best lives. But they will be milked properly and the milk yeah. will be served at breakfast. We'll make them hats out of all the wildflowers little That's crowns so they'll be so happy and so will this you this is our commune yes i'm down to okay. get to the commune though you have to you have to first tell us what's at the polls <laughs> To get to the commune, you first have to tell us your ghost story. Okay, that's easier. <laughs> okay. Email us your ghost stories at two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com and uh, join us on Patreon. Join us. Uh, if you join us on Patreon, any tier, you can come join us every Tuesday night for Campfire Stories mm-hmm. and share your own story or hear our listeners share their stories and just sit back, relax, eat some snacks like I do. And then rate and review us on iTunes, watch us on YouTube. Join us for our crossovers and collabs that we do. I don't know. We have a lot of things going on. We have some exciting things that might be coming up. The, uh, what's the, uh, the ramp? The, uh, up the uh, ramp, ramp up? What? Up the, w- there's like a phrase where it's like, there's some things coming up. Pipeline. 
up the pipeline, up the ramp, up the up ramp. The ramp. <laughs> yeah. So uh, stick around over the next few weeks because we'll expose you to some interesting tr- truths. Wow. Thank God you're wearing a overalls. I'm wearing like my, yeah, my full on. For a second, suit. I was like, that might actually be pulled up with your sweatshirt. Utilities. But you, if you want to see Sabrina's boob, um, join us on Patreon. Am I showing my boobs on Patreon? No, News not to me. Your ears, maybe. My ears, definitely. And my feet are... I might be starting a feet business. It's happening. We're manifesting it. If you say it a hundred times, it becomes true. And Patreon members only get to see it. No one... They, all of them have signed up and... It's, they, they don't They don't know. It. I'm just... You, so don't, instead of you sending, don't know what you want until, until you, you have it. Until you have it. You... <laughs> Instead of sending our TGOG stickers in the mail, I'm just gonna start Polaroids on your my feet. <laughs> <laughs> I have all your addresses now. Oh. Well, thank okay. you to Christina. Christina, we yes. won't send you any odd things in the mail unless you want them. But Christina edits our episodes. She gets the audio and the YouTube. <laughs> she gets to see the weird stuff happen live, and then she cuts it out. Yes. And then, so thank uh, you, thank you. Well, yeah, to all of you. I think that's it, and we will. See you on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Very smooth.